to my mom, I was like, no, just, we do, I do marketing, just marketing. So this one morning she just like corners me, I'm getting ready to leave. And you know, she has me like up against like the China cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> How know? old are you at this time? Uh, I don't know, probably 23. Okay. You know? Okay. And it was just like, you leave so early, you get home so late. Like, what do you do? I don't know why, but I broke down. I was like, I do door to door Welcome to the Art of Knocking podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Campbell. To my left today, wow, Joe Badia. We What's switched up? it up, throwing the uh, the viewers for a little loop, a little curveball action. As you can see, we're on a new set. Uh, today is a special episode. We've got a special guest that I'll intro up in a minute. But as usual, we have producer Dom Filari on the soundboard, on the mic. What's going on? What's up, fellas? What Not up, much, up, man? Special guest for today, Mr. AJ Gramlich in the house. Welcome to the show, AJ. Let's good to have you go. all. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Good to have you. How's everybody's week's going? Week is going great. Good. Fast. Good. So Flying by, yeah. Good. So uh, we're going to be launching uh, some new flows to some of the podcasts. We're going to be bringing guests on more regularly, people that have expertise in the direct sales and direct marketing industries, because we want to be able to provide more value uh, to the network and the viewers, listeners, and just everybody that cares to tune in, you know, every other week and, and listen to us. So uh, we want to thank you for that and always be able to provide top tier talent, another resource for you guys to have access to. And as usual, we're always decked out in some pretty dope prodigy swag. So we've got the mugs. Joe's rocking a sick prodigy shirt today. I'm always just going to wear this hat and drink out of this <laughs> mug because anything that comes from prodigy always makes it a little bit better. I dig. Uh, so on top of the gear, Ooh, what's they've that? got these new notebooks too. This is just one of the styles that they have. There's a bunch of different ones. So two different labels, uh, two different websites. One is uh, prodigypromos.com, prodigypromo.com, as well as prodigylabel.com. Prodigypromo.com is where you're going to go to uh, customize all the gear that you have, see all the different brands like Lululemon, Nike, Oakley, Under Armour uh, that they use. And then you guys could deck out your sales teams, your installers, your techs, your internal staff. They do a lot of cool stuff. So shout out to Prodigy. And as always, that promo code is always active. Hey, <laughs> okay. Throw it in the throw it in the discount section and they'll be able to take care of you. So let's get into it. Absolutely. Cool. So first, AJ, uh, why don't you just tell everybody who you are, your background story, where you come from, how you got involved in sales? Uh well, my name's AJ. Uh, I've been doing direct sales for like 13 years now. It's a long time. Sheesh. It, it kind of it's crazy. It flies by. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. it. Doesn't feel like 13 years. No. Um, yeah, I went to school. Uh, no idea why I even wanted to do that. I was literally driving in the car with my mom and had a, like a week to pick my major. And she was like, be a nurse. You'll make a thousand dollars a week and always have a job. And I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, went to school for it. Hated it. <laughs> um, what you was know, your favorite part of it? My favorite part of it? Yeah. Uh, the later classes. Um, but now it was like, um, you know, you do all your study first and then you do your clinicals at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And then I got to my clinicals and I was like, this just isn't for me. When, uh, what was the defining moment uh, that you decided it wasn't for you? Um, guy pooped his pants. <laughs> 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 they were like, all right, you got to get in there and you got to clean that up. And I was like a deer in headlights. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, I knew it wasn't for me because you're like in your clinicals, you're teamed up with people. And, yeah. you know, I 
was teamed up with this girl and she was like, I'll do it. And she just jumped right in. Wow. I was like, no, nope. called my advisor. I was like, how long are you going to be there for? And she was like, for another hour. I was like, I'll see you before I leave. Oh my and gosh. I was like, what do I was got? it. I was it. I was like, what do I got to do? To I knew it here? was either going to be the blood or the poop. It was one or uh, the other. Guess you. It was, it was the poop for me. <laughs> so how long are you in school before you get into clinicals? Uh, you do your first two years of study and then the last two years of clinicals. Um, how long into your clinicals did you decide to throw in the towel? Second, second semester. So last, the second half of the first year? Yeah. So I did my- Three years in. Yeah, three oh years in. Oh my God, jeez. So I was like, all right, just, you know, these classes, you you can get out. So liberal arts degree, minor in psych, waste of money, and uh, started looking for work. Um, <laughs> job searching, <laughs> just everything I ran into was just sales, job after job after job. Um I was a very like shy, reserved person. So I never, I didn't even know sales was a career. I thought sales is like slinging vacuum cleaners for $3,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kirby and rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it is, yeah. which is wild. It's crazy. So I went on a bunch of interviews for sales and just, you know, shadowing people all day out in the field, B2B, retail, like door to door, you name it. And honestly, it just felt pretty uncomfortable. Oh, so yeah. I was like, that's just, I was always really honest. So I just always came back to, you know, after the shadow day and sat down with the manager and I was like, look, dude, this just isn't for me. Shook hands, went on our way, next job interview, sales. Same thing. <laughs> um, so came across like, you know, one company that was sales, but had some opportunity to grow and never thought of it that way. You know, I was like, oh, I can grow as a person and break outside my comfort zones. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I am shy, I am reserved. I can kind of expand that a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, took my first sales job with just really having that in mind. Like, hey, let me like break outside. Let me learn how to talk to people. <laughs> Uh, and then like you get good at it really quick yeah. and you're like, all right, what's the next goal? What's the next goal? What's the next goal? And then, you know, you just keep pushing it. So, uh, that's how I got involved with it. And you know, I've been doing it ever since 13 years in, that is a long time. So you just were going through interview after interview, realizing that everything was direct sales, direct marketing. And then eventually just said, let's give it a shot. I, I really did. I was like, you know, obviously like now we interview, but you run into the people who are like, oh my God, this is sales. I'll never do sales. That was me at one point. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, but now once I once I got in and like you and you're like, well, I could do this. What's next? It was like a game changer. So when you jumped in uh to door-to-door -to -door sales, probably all commission. Yeah. Long yeah. hours. Very long hours. Six day weeks. Six day weeks. So going from nursing school being that was, you know, the ambition. Uh, into direct sales was your circle. Were they supportive of it or were they were like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Oh, no, dude. <laughs> not at all. It's so funny how like it's the same. It's anyway, sorry. No, no, not at all. It was, and it's kind of crazy because like both my parents work two jobs. Yeah. So like they're putting in 80 hours each. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? you yeah. can't do that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like that. Um, no, nah, it was like, uh, I would leave like really early in the morning. You know, we would get in at like nine. I'm home at like 11, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. six days a week. And, uh, yeah, I did that for a while. And I was like, at one point I was like crashing back at home and I was leaving one morning. It was like a Saturday morning, had to be in the office at like 9am. And like, you know, I, it was funny. My mom like cornered me and like, I remember like the dining room, she was like, you leave so early, you get home so late, you work on Saturdays. What do you do? Because up to this point, I was Are like, you selling drugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, out there slinging on the corner? Up to this point, like, yes, I'm, he's and sell, he's selling drugs in a suit, <laughs> three piece suit. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Never, never told her what I was doing. Oh, it's always like, no, I do marketing. You know, oh, I was yeah. like keeping it really Dude, vague. I used to wow. skate around it the same way. <laughs> so I was not to cut you off, hold your, hold your spot. My mom was in the hospital getting a surgery like back in 2011. And, uh, the nurse 
I think she was feeling me. I was much more in shape back then, and I was wearing a suit. <laughs> and she's like, beard. oh, what is, what is it that you do for work? I was like, ah, marketing, you know, largest exterior modeler in the country. Nothing crazy, though, just entry level. And she was like, I could never do that. And my mom was, like, trying to butter me up because me and Lauren weren't together at the time. And she was like, yeah, he was supposed to go to school for nursing and become an RN. And I was like, I knew a lot about it. So I was like asking her about the medicine that my mom was getting, like the stuff in the IV. So it was just super funny. But I was definitely vague around the topic, too. It was like I didn't want to tell people I was doing door to door sales. As vague as could be. Yeah, <laughs> for I, sure. Yeah, no, like no offense or buts. Nope. Like, to my mom, I was like, no, just we do, I do marketing, just marketing. So this one morning, she just like corners me. I'm getting ready to leave. And, you know, she has me like up against like the China cabinet. <laughs> How know. old are you at this time? Uh, I don't know. Probably 23. Okay. You know? Okay. And it was just like, you leave so early. You get home so late. Like, what do you do? I don't know why, but I broke down. I was like, I do door to door That's uh, the best story I've ever heard. Yeah. Entire life. And, oh, man. My mom was like, she flipped. She was like, oh, my God. And, like, and anything like a parent would do right yeah. you went to school you yeah, got a yeah, degree yeah. like now you're you know knocking on doors um <laughs> i was like and yeah i told my mom i was like what do you want me to do like give me six months yeah let me see where i am i'm either gonna come back and be like hey you were right yeah. <laughs> or mm. you know i make some progress and i keep it going yeah she didn't take it she like yelled from my dad um my dad comes running down the steps i was Stop. like i'm like yeah i was like, have an intervention for yeah. him because he had some ambition in his life yeah I was, I was like man i'm going to work with a black guy today wow <laughs> um but now my my dad my parents are always super hard working so like my mom was like he goes door to door yeah yeah, like, yeah um the tone in her voice like man i remember it and my dad just looked at me and was like are you making money and i was like yeah and he, he was like, are you, uh, are you happy? I was like, yeah. I was like, all right. Just walked away. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you checked all my boxes. Yeah. So. And I was Sucks. like, all right. And I was like, well, I got to go to work, mom. I'll come back in six months and let you know where I'm at. So that's cool. I had, uh, my parents were always pretty supportive, supportive, but I had a similar story. Like I was going to, I was, took my enrollment test to become an RN. And then, uh, that was as far as I got because I got turned down for financial aid. My parents they said that my parents made too much money to get it and they didn't have, they, they couldn't afford to put me through school. So mm. I had to do it myself. And then that's how I landed in direct sales. And I think I told that story before. You know, what's um, funny is that like when you, uh, when you almost take that leap and you get involved with it, it's like, you don't have a ton of support unless like a lot of your family's like in sales. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. usually just the people in work that yeah. support you. And then like, uh, once you start doing well, it's like everyone does at that point. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. I started, I interviewed this one company and then, uh, you know, one of my family members like interviewed there and they were like, oh, that place, they look like they could just pick up and leave overnight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just grab the grab the shelf and go and you'll never see him again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was one of the places I actually started working at. There you go. But like a year later, I was like doing really well. And then like we're going to, you know, family dinners and stuff. And it's like, I'm so glad you stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, so me and AJ worked together. Same place. Um Remember idols list that would get yeah. printed out. So idols list was something that pr was printed out in every sales office every Wednesday or Thursday. And it was broken down into tiers. So it was like uh, gold idols. No, bronze idols, gold idols, platinum idols. So bronze idols was paychecks of like 540. Uh, gold idols was 720. And then platinum was 900 or higher. Mm. And then on the list, they would have rep name, uh, what office they were in. And, like and that was, was on the week. On the week, okay. yeah. And then, um, so top of the top, like the standard was set to be like a $900 a week earner. Wow. And you're the best of the best. The one week I brought home uh, 2340 bucks, 
And that was like the most money I ever made in my life. And I was like a little kid at school, dude. I brought home the idols list. Like your report I card. It, I put it right <laughs> on the fridge, right on the fridge. And one of my family members was in the house and they were like, Adam, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? I was like, I want to show this off. I was the number one earner in the country. Yeah. And they were like, don't you remember when your dad was doing really well? And he had like all these jet skis and quads and dirt bikes and people became like, they would talk shit on him. I'm like, that's just so crazy that people weren't supportive mm. of it back in the day. All my direct family was, but people that were like extended family and then they're, you know, shitting on my parade mm -hmm. because I was doing so well. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy how people work. That's the world, dude. It's nuts. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is crazy. So you've been in 13 years. You've worked on a lot of different products. Um, what are all the products you've sold? Uh, started in home improvements. So window siding, roofing, eventually that went to window siding, roofing. Kitchen refacing, remodeling, soffits, fascias, front doors, you know, like you name it. Um, did that for a few years. Telecom. So, um, you know, internet, TV, phone, uh, third party energy. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what, what was that noise? Third party energy is uh, trash, bro. No, nah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, now solar. So, what haven't you sold, basically? Vacuums. Yeah. <laughs> Encyclopedias. That's, that's about yeah. it. <laughs> Vacuums, encyclopedias. Incredible. You never sold certs? I did, like on the side. Like, Coupons. Yeah. yeah. Rehashing deals. Like not making enough money and you're like, all right, let me go. You go make 15 bucks a coupon? Yeah. So I think it was, fun, I think it was less than that. Yeah. You know? So. Crazy. Uh, Fox Meadows selling coloring books and stuff just to make five bucks on the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, dude. That is hard knocks, bro. So looking back on Respect. now, 13 years into the game, what advice would you have for somebody What's the one biggest piece of advice or two biggest pieces of advice that you'd give to a brand new rep starting out in door to door right now? Uh, I think it's always the same for me. You know, it's like, um, one, you could do it. So yeah. it's not like, it's like anybody could do sales. It's not talent. It's, it's skill. It's not. Right. It's like, and all that could be developed. Yep. You know, if they just have like this burning desire to succeed and want to get better every single day, mm -hmm. walk in and get better every single day, you know? And then, uh, I've always said it, but just don't quit. Yeah. yeah. Don't quit. Got to be too stubborn to quit. So 13 years is a long time. And when you think about people. It's like, it's like you're rubbing it in. Well, I've been, <laughs> I'm 11 and a half in, dude. Like there's, there's so much credibility in having a resume like that, dude. 13 years. And the reason I say that is when I look at people in the direct sales space, I say the average shelf life of a person is about six months in our business. So being able to do that times 26 there's a lot of merit in that, right? There's mm -hmm. a lot of ups and downs, ebbs and flows that you've probably gone through. What do you think is like, it's probably taking your own advice. So I'll let you answer the question, but what do you think has attributed to your success to be able to stick with it for 13 years? Stubborn. Stubborn. Too stubborn <laughs> to quit. Yeah. Cause it's always like, Hey, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. Um, and I almost wish I would have took that advice a, a long time ago, you know? I think a lot of people get stuck in doing certain things for an extended period of time instead of looking at something like, hey, let me develop this skill set. And then what can I do next with that skill set that's going to further, you know, my for career sure. and, and, and advancement in something? Well, we talk about that all the time is like, what is the time at when do you say, hey, like it's, it's time to throw it in the towel mm -hmm. and it has to come from exhausting all options, turning mm -hmm. over every stone. If you can answer the question like I've done it to the best of my ability and it's just not I'm just not where I'm at. 
that's really the only time that it's ever okay to walk away. Yeah. I mean, in, uh, in sales, uh, in home sales, like any, any new rep that comes in the door, I'm like, Hey, you have to give this a minimum of six months, like yeah. an absolute minimum, because that's, that's the learning curve in, in, in home sales. Um, I would say that should be broad stroke for anyone in sales. And, and quite honestly, like it should be probably a year, um, because you're, so it's so funny that you said that your, your superpower is your, your stubbornness. And I feel the exact same way, like the exact same way. And a lot of people will look at that like, oh, you're stubborn. They will put a negative spin on that. Like you're closed minded. It's your way or the highway. And it's like, yeah, it is. And and I know what I want. I get what I want. And I think there's, there's fortitude that's also attached to that. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it my all. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to give it. I'm just, I'm just going to give it it's like that plus one mentality. One more day. I'm just going to give it everything I have today. I'm not going to quit today. I'm going to give it everything I have. And when you're in that rut, right? So have you experienced that where you're just like the ups and downs and you're just like, how do you, how do you pull through? <laughs> yeah. How, right. How, how do you pull st- through? How long could this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to give you some stories? Yeah. As long but as you need. Yeah. I don't think it's like stubbornness as far as like someone would think that, you know, the definition of stubbornness is, I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's a different caliber of person. Cause I think if you're like in sales for that long, you know, you're, you're stubborn to also know that it's like, I need to get a little better. Mm-hmm. So you just like, you have that vision. How far can I take my career? I'm not going to quit now because if I do get better, exactly. where's that going to elevate me to? Yeah. It's always about the what if mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what he's talking about, you know, alluding to is, is the golden handcuffs of, of stuff, right? It's like you put so much time and effort into something <clears throat> and you know, you see other examples of like, other people that do well with it and you've done well at it before, but it's just not for you anymore. It's like that. What if, what if it does go well, but it's like, what if I'll just never get past where I'm at? And that's where people lose so much time and lose so much efficiency. And I think that's personally where you need a mentor. You need somebody to be able to give you those answers. We were talking about mentors versus coaches Mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago. And I think it's super important in your life and uh, to have those, like we talked about. So, Uh, for yourself, AJ, do you feel like it is a necessity to have somebody in your life that you lean on professionally to help you through your career as a mentor? Like, have, uh, yeah. have you plugged into people? Absolutely. You know, and it's always going to be someone that's in that industry that it's further ahead of you and they genuinely want to help you get better. Then for sure, you got to connect with the with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and, you know, even if someone doesn't have that, they're out there like today's day and age and the amount of books and yep. YouTube, yeah. audio, you can connect anybody, you know? That growth mindset, I think just going back to what you were saying, and and I heard this once and, and it keeps coming back to me over and over and over again, that sales is personal development in disguise. So just having that growth mindset of just like every, if I'm failing, this is just showing me where I need to improve. And so many people just don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so easy to take the exit. It's like, oh, this it's is the tough. Easiest thing to do. And then it's all the programming and and people and it's listen, it's it's bizarre. Most people won't take a 1099. They won't take a commission only job because we're taught safety, security and and you have that loving feedback from your family, but it's it's for your best interest, right? In their minds, but it's like it doesn't dude, work. It, <laughs> it just doesn't work. No. But it's, it's nuts how many people come in the door and we'll give it a day, two days, three days, have a mm-hmm. hard day, never see them again. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It, it is. And it's like, 
I feel bad because I'm like, man, like you, you have no idea like what you are walking away from. Yeah. Like what if you stuck around and stuck it out for yeah. six months, 12 months, like I, what would be how, like how amazing your life could be on yeah, the other side. Your life would more than likely be very different. It's yeah. It's just nuts. Like I just, it always bothered <clears> my mind, but not in a way of like, I'm like not upset. I'm just like, man, I wish more people would give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Like you it, could literally change your life. It is upsetting though. Cause there's so much wasted potential. You know, I heard you talking about it the other day. You're like, where's the richest place on earth? And everybody was like, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's like graveyard, yeah. graveyard, dude, because there's so much wasted potential of people that are just so programmed to not put a yep. chip on the table on themselves. Yeah, like, dude, go all in. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Literally, just if you worked your hardest at something, what's the worst thing that could happen? You realize that it's not for you. Mm -hmm. Bill Rancid said that. So Solomon, Solomon person, you know, everyone was throwing it out there. And, um, yeah, he was like the graveyard. He's like, and it's crazy. You gotta be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur. Yeah. Everyone has these crazy ideas of what they would do to change their life or change their family tree or, you know, this yep. idea to make a million bucks and they just don't do anything with it. So yeah. they just die with it. And there's, there's being broke is hard. Obtaining wealth hard. Mm -hmm. Pick which one you want because I've been extremely broke before, right? Told the story about how Lauren ate frozen French fries for dinner for three days. That was not just a one day thing. That was months and months and months. Um, and then you look at when we've done well, and it's like getting to that point was extremely difficult. You know, I was just I seen a post on social media this morning. It was like uh, someone bought a new house out in Texas. And one of the comments was this is like super nice house, super nice cars in the driveway. And the comment, like the third comment on the post was, oh, it must be nice. I'm like, you just have no clue. That's all people it's, know. It's all you good. have no clue yeah. what it took for that person to get to that point. Mm -hmm. They sacrificed family time. They sacrificed weekends. They sacrificed going to bed early and they stayed up late. They sacrificed sleeping in and they woke up early. They sacrificed so many things mm -hmm. to get to that point. It's just such bullshit when people say it must be nice. You just don't see... <clears throat> all of the stuff that they went through when it was difficult for them to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Well, sorry for the person that put that comment on there. It's just that haters, person. Haters yeah, gonna and, hate. Dude, that's fine. Like you'll always have them. And it just, it sucks because that person they're the person that put that comment on there, their goals just weren't heavier than the, any adversity or obstacle that they went through in their life. So when you look at it as a weighted scale, mm. what you want, you have to be very specific with what you want your life to look like in 20 years, five years, when you retire, when you die, what are you going to leave behind? You have to be very specific with those things because you will go through challenging points. Like one perspective that I live with is I've already made it through the hardest day of my life so far. There will be another hardest day of my life in the future, but what's going to allow me to keep pushing through that? So do you have any kind of like formula or anything that you use for yourself when stuff gets challenging to push you through that? Or is it just, you know, exactly what you want? That's all it is, dude. It's got, got the vision. You know, it's like, it's hard, but I know I keep pushing through and it's, you know, I don't, I go to bed at night and I'm like, I, I, this is where I want to be in 10 years, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I feel like a lot of people just, I don't know, lack that ability to like have a vision of mm. the future. Like you said, it's hard one way, it's hard the other, but this one way is all they know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a new route of another, you know, something that's hard. They just choose not to take it. You just got to believe in yourself. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like, you got to have some level of confidence in yourself to be able to push through that. You know, so it's just, it's wild to me. And we talk about patterns and creating patterns when stuff gets hard, quitting, 
next time an option comes up for you to quit, it just gets easier and easier and easier. Mm-hmm. It's a muscle. And it's a, yeah, and it's the it's same thing for making the harder decision too, right? Staying with it. That's a muscle that you've got to work out too, you know, over time for sure. So, uh oh, horror story time. So, uh, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit here. So, that's what that noise was in the background horror story. So, we shared horror stories that we've had with our experience knocking on doors, being in the house. You have to have at least one story where you were like, what the hell is going on while you were in the field, whether you were knocking on doors and went through a crazy experience. Or you were in a house and went through a crazy experience where you were just like, get me the f- out of here. You're probably thinking of like 10 or 20 of them got, right I got, now. I got more than that, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I got one of the first ones I had. It's probably not like this crazy horror story, but it was definitely one that kind of changed my perspective on kind of like, an, like a, one of those times you like you hit and you're like, damn, I can do this. Um, so I was in Falkroft, PA. It was all just you know, the armpit of Philadelphia, like no one's goals to like get out of the city and move to Falkroft. If anybody lives there, I'm sorry. Um, but no, we I'm do like, have listeners in Falkroft. <laughs> we love you. But I, you. I'm like, I'm knocking, you know, I'm solo that day. Guy answers the door. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon and like just miserable guy just goes to town on me. Like you know, wife beater underwear, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, answers the door. He does. So I know. Got a wife beater you on. Met him. No, so he's got a wife beater on, full mullet. You know, he's drinking like a, he's drinking a Bud Light. Show dirt. Yeah, Let's go. it really did. Let's like go. if you had a, if there was one person you compare it to, show dirt. And that's what it looked like. Keep on keeping on. House is like just a wreck. Three satellite dishes. You know, pointing in all different directions up <laughs> on the ceiling. Yeah, but this guy just answers the door so miserable. Like, yeah. just laid everything that he had going on in his life on me, you know? Mm. Screw you. You guys are around here all the time. You know, tell your boss to stop coming by here with all of his crap. Like, all solicitors just come out of a giant warehouse. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like, he was just going to town on me. Screwed my attitude up that day. I was still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of those challenging moments that people get to, and they're like, wait, this just isn't for me, you know? Yep. But my attitude definitely was shot. You know, I'm... After that, I was like going to like the neighbors' homes. I'm like, you probably don't want this like everyone else out here, right? <laughs> it was like, wow. it was, it was, let me guess, you're gonna say no too, dude. Yeah. Landmine. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it. Got to me. Um, you know, <clears throat> did a zero. I made, get it. Made, made no money that day. Bagel. Yeah, big old bagel. Mm. Got back to the office. We're doing like kind of like breakdowns. You know, I'm like, I'm hiding in the corner. I don't want anybody to ask wow. me how my day was. Type of day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one guy, like, just pulled me aside and was like, no, we got to see, like, how your day was. And he's like, let's break it down. And I was like, all right, you know, here's how many houses I went to, talk tos, you know, presentations, closes. And he was like, all right, well, what's up? And I'm like, nothing. He was like, no, tell me. And, you know, he had a fight for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know, this this guy told me to go get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was screwed up, you know. Mm-hmm. So he starts breaking down the day. And he was like, all right, well, what time was this guy home? Three o'clock. Where was he living? Falcroft. How'd the house look? Crap. <laughs> you know, um, wearing a wife beater, drinking Bud Light. You know, it's like, he was like, all right. And he's like writing it up on the board. And he was like, all right, do you see the problem here? And I was like, he was an asshole. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, no. You see the problem here? And he was like, the guy that was home at three o'clock in the afternoon wearing a wife beater, drinking Bud Light, had a mullet, three satellite dishes on the roof, told you to go get a real job. I was like, yeah, it really screwed me up. <laughs> and he's like, but do you see the yeah, problem? Yeah. And I was like, he didn't have a job. 
He's projecting. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, was, and, and it was like, yeah, that was kind of like a defining moment for me. It sounds so stupid now, but I was like. So that was the pivotal moment for you? Yeah. Like after that, when people were mean to me in the field, it, it really made me think like from it's, outside the box. Yeah. It's almost like you, you now think of like, oh, wow, I feel bad for this person. Yep been there you know yeah so like someone answers the door and they're just like mean you know mm -hmm. instead of like instead of that like hurting me for the day yeah you like, know i would oh. think like man like this guy has like a wife or something coming home to him that got to come home to that yeah and it really made me think differently you know and it, it started to make me think like man i'm really doing this now and working my ass off because i don't want to be in that spot yeah like i'm not trying to be at that age and that situation that miserable in life where you can't say hello to someone you just like project all your you know issues onto him mm -hmm. so it really that was like a it was like a moment that definitely changed me i was probably like three months in but that was it did you it's, have any other pivotal moments through your career or is you're like dude that's that's the one that's like the one i go to okay because i it feel sticks like out yeah sales is just attitude dude work mm -hmm. ethic and attitude i always had work ethic i used to work at like <clears throat> sorry i used to work at like target like just in in college never made sense to me when they're like, Hey, here's an order for 35 chapsticks, go pull them. They're in like 500 different locations. Yeah. You know, I used to be the one that was like in the back organizing target running into the, you know, like the light only shines halfway down like the aisle. Yeah. So I'm running around all day. Like you always run into the person that's in the dark corner scrolling through like Instagram. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it pissed me off that I got the same paycheck as that guy, you know, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the yeah. week. So mm -hmm. true. <clears throat> but like, it, it's just that at the moment, you know, People don't think that way. Cool. That, that was like, that's what changed me. That's interesting. Whenever you talk to people about their pivotal moment, it's like the most challenging time in their life. And then they rebound from it. But everybody has different perspectives, you know, that they take away. And that's one that obviously will stick, right? It's not only is the, the lesson there is like keeping your attitude through the field, obviously super important, but it's like also learning how to be empathetic. It's like, dude, I, Whatever you're going through, man, like, I hope your life gets better. Sure. And that's, it's sad that a lot of people live that way. And I feel like that's one of the values of sales and what we do is like, you have so much opportunity to change your life, break the change, uh, break the chains of that. Like, he's probably just a product of his environment, probably grew up the same exact way. And that's just what he saw as normal and just never realized that he had to make better decisions, you know, to get out of that. And a lot of people live that way. So we do have to wrap up in the next minute. <clears throat> um, but last thing we'll close on one piece of advice for people in the field right now? Right now? Right now. One piece of advice for people that are out there grinding, getting it right now. <clears throat> Keep going, dude. I don't know why, but like, just don't get, don't have like just set goals. And they're like, hey, I want to do three sales every day. Um, and I, too many people have that mindset. Dude, I was watching this video. This guy was like slinging, you know, um, like alarms and stuff in the summer. Yeah. And this guy was like, he would do like, 10 times more than anybody else would do in a day. Um, if we have time for a story, but yeah, you know, quick it, was, story. It, yeah. Was, it was great. Cause it's like, <clears throat> these two guys are getting interviewed and they're like every day. Like I went in the office, I started, someone's like, Hey, three sales is a good day. And the guy goes out and he's like, it took me a while. And he's like, but I did three sales. He's like, why would I ever set a goal for three again? I did it. And he's like, the mm -hmm. next was five. It took him a little bit, but he hit five. He was like seven, nine, mm -hmm. 13. It's like, next thing you know, he's doing 20 a day. They're like, how do you do 20 a day? And, he, and he's got people around him saying, hey, like, three is a good day. Like, why are you yeah, shooting yeah. for 20? The guy <laughs> Don't had make a, us look bad. The guy had a segue. <laughs> like, he would just rip doors with That's segways. That's awesome. So and he's then he, talking to more people. Yeah. Talk to more people. And then he even said, he's like, 
I got a backup segue for my segue in case my segue dies. <laughs> That's so dope. And it's like, dude, if more people had that mindset, we have no idea what would be the like the amount of money that would be in front of you or yep. the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like just need to talk to more it's people. Still like, hey, in sales, but like this minimalist attitude of like, let me just go do this. And if I do that, I had a good day. Yeah, that shit don't fly for career progression. Like if that's your level of ambition, that's cool. But again, dude, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, awesome first guest appearance on there. You know, it was, it was awesome to have you on. So uh, any closing remarks from Joe or Dom? Good to go, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. This cool. has been dope. Yeah. This has been dope. Thank Let's you for go. coming on, AJ. Well, again, Appreciate thanks to Prodigy. Thanks to AJ. Thanks to Dom. Thanks to Joe. Uh, thanks to Monster Zeros for getting me through every day. That's, a, <laughs> that's a, not a sponsor yet, but I'm coming for you. Um, and then until next time, keep on knocking. Let's, Let's go. go.